Hello everyone, and welcome to Harvick Review. Well, this one, uh, if you haven't figured out, I'm working through my watch list, <laughs> and I've got that stage now where, you know, movies you've had, and you're like, yeah, I'll watch that, and then you don't get around to doing it, because something doesn't quite get you to, you know, to click on straight away, and then something else happens, <clears throat> and then I don't like my watch list to build up too much, so I'm like, okay, right, gotta watch some of these, click, click, okay, here we go. I'm going to do a video overnight. Didn't do one last night, so yeah, give us a bash. Uh, um, I'm still figuring out. For a comedy, I didn't laugh very much. I don't know whether it's me being grumpy on a Tuesday or if it's a bad movie. Because all the elements are. So we're talking about Killer Weekend. Uh, came out there in 2018, so not too long ago. Uh, British movie. I think I recognise one cast member out of the whole lot, so it's a lot of unknown faces, which is fair enough too, but uh don't know if that helps or hinders the movie. I suppose you get a bunch of fresh faces, you can just immerse in the characters, but the premise of the story is uh main character Sam is getting married. So all his mates are organising a <clears throat> a stag weekend. Sorry, as usual, just for before I hit live, I start getting a frog in the throat because that's the way it works. <laughs> but yeah, I decided to hold a stag weekend. And yeah, instead of the usual, they decide we're going to do a survival weekend. And it's based on zombie apocalypse survival weekend. Which is a bit of a shit idea, if I'm honest. I don't know. Hollywood, like I wouldn't say a bit of survival weekend zombie. I don't know how it would actually work in real life. They've tried to show this like a paintball weekend or something, but with zombies and even the whole concept. Hey there, uh, Bob Scotty. Haven't you seen the American family adult animated horror thriller? Film story, story is it story or story? Thirty-one uh, I haven't. Um, that could end up in the list. I might have a look. Uh, was the uh, the original film? Was it? I think it was in Spanish, like uh, Pan's Labyrinth. Um, I uh, I might look at it. Tell us a wee bit more about it. Uh. Might be interesting to check out. No, love random movies. But uh, yeah, this one, not sure how I'm feeling about it. We'll start off, they're all in the car, throwing tennies, but they're overacting, I think. <clears throat> the, oh, we're lads, yeah, we're getting drunk. And they're passing cans around the car, which most people don't do, and even trying to pass it to the driver. And you're like, really? I just. Um, they're hamming it up a bit too much. I think that's what put me off from the start. When you're overdoing it, it's like, yeah, you're trying to be hard, and then I start switching off. <clears throat> so there's that aspect. A lot of the characters are a bit two-dimensional. I think because it says the in-betweeners meets <laughs> uh, Shaun of the Dead, but the difference is the in-betweeners, that 
that series covers, you know, teen angst and embarrassment and coming of age and all the, you know, stuff that can happen to you. But it was grounded and talked about class differences and all. But the characters had a bit of depth, even for a TV show. And the things that you laughed at were funny, you know, because it could happen, you know, stuff that happened during your teen years, just the embarrassing things. Um, yeah, same with uh, Sean at the Edge, you know, um, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, they're the comedy duo, they, they both had good characters. They played that part of, you know, not wanting to look of their youth sort of thing. And that played at the dynamic, you know, uh, caused Sean problems with his relationship and work and etc etc and it brought on this I don't see where where they were going um so you got them in the car they go to this cafe and they meet the rest of the sort of gang and what they call, they call themselves a crazy gang or something like it's just you can get yourself doing that when you're a teenager fair enough but when somebody um my least favorite character in this was Eric uh, I think it's a wee bit like uh, James Corden, so that's enough reason like not like him. <laughs> but he's just a man, baby, but not in a good way. And he's the one that was kind of pushing for all this and organised it and just getting on an absolute div. And you're like, yeah, man, I'm not feeling it. You know, once again, I think it's the overacting in this that's really pulling it down. When you see Sean of the Dead and Inbetweeners, which is compared to, when you see dog soldiers, the banter, the camaraderie is, you know, comes across as genuine. So you get invested in the characters. Here, you're not, because they're all 2D and they're run about. And the big thing is that Sam and. Uh... God, who'd you call him? McGoldrick, the father, uh, the father-in-law, you know, didn't didn't approve of him, didn't like him, and I kind of overplayed that a bit. And then they have uh, Cheese, who's supposed to be oh the bad boy, that you know the rapper bit, and he turns out to be the most grounded character in this, <laughs> like from the offset. It's actually Eric is the worst character that just is completely unlikable. You've also got um, Toby, who, sorry, Gerald's the father-in-law. You also got Toby, who's, you know, married with a kid, and he's overacting that part. And even with the phone calls and the saying, and um, he keeps going on when you grow up and stuff. He just didn't land. I think, and also when they do the same joke, you know, gag three or four times. You, you've seen it coming. I think that's my main problem with this. Um, there's nothing to surprise you. The whole thing about slapstick comedy and all, yeah, there's setups not, but there's still the surprise. Something comes out of the blue. This, you can see coming a mile off. I think that's part of the problem. There's nothing. It's very paint by numbers. So the whole idea is they'll go, they've met up, they've had. Uh, Lunch, uh, who is it? Miles is a corporate lawyer and he acts like an absolute tit and he's rude to the waitress. And that just kind of shows his character, you know, full of himself. 
once again overacted i'm going to use that word a lot i think for this review don't think i've used that a lot in the other reviews but for this one yeah overacted is going to be the the description because that's it every character's like dialed up the 11 but there's nothing to them so yeah you don't get it you don't get the payoff so they finish that they go to the survival camp <laughs> once again you know survivors come here you know and it's supposed to be a bunch of ex squaddies who have got like one personality between the whole lot of them and you're just like oh what are you doing and one guy's still wearing like current day um fatigues <laughs> with a gamo it's like an earthsofter level of keen because veterans don't do that it's like, nah, what, what do I want to dress up and carry all that shit for? I was paid to do it. I'm not going to do that again. Um, guys didn't go uh, airsoft once or twice for a laugh. They'll flip and stick a pouch for ammo and a pouch for water bottle, and that's it. <coughs> it's the ones that dress up in all the gear, you know, all the gear, no idea sort of thing. Um, are the waltz. And there's a couple of waltz in this. Uh, Gerald like straight away oh yeah wasn't he in the army no navy and what did you where'd you serve it's classified you know instantly walter Murray, right off the bat and it was so obvious and then just uh like just this mishmash and why would he be going still in the suit like none of these people they don't fit with the idea of going for a weekend they're too in their character like their costumes because everyone's wearing a costume essentially of their character and what i mean by that gerald isn't like in a tweed suit because that's his character cheese and full chav gear because that's his character eric is whatever the hell eric is toby's the you know the uh 2.4 children father you know responsible dressed like his character you know costume uh miles as well the the lawyer is in costume because they just have to be over the top and then you sort of go how are these people ever friends or why would they even stay in touch i mean i've had a couple of cracks at the the old marriage thing and the last people i ever thought about in fact were school friends because <laughs> it just um you were you hung about because you had to because you had no one else really that was your you no know, circle but most uh like most of my extracurricular activities didn't involve school friends so they weren't the people i hung about with outside of school you know briefly for a bit i tried but i just you know realized very quickly they didn't like me i didn't like them just no rapport and when you don't have that uh you know i couldn't i couldn't have friendships last night outside school don't say you know because most of my friends and my lifelong friends are made outside of school and after school um talking about friends are like 20 years plus uh but not schoolmates you know and these people are hanging on it's almost american the way they get on you know the um, americans get on about high school and that was like the epitome of their entire lives and they do their high school reunion it was very american-esque you know in that aspect of trying to hang up because that's not the way brits work most of us 
crack on and forget people in school. I know that's not a unique thing. Um, you get the odd bunch of saddles that go to a reunion, but nine times out of ten, just there'll maybe be one, like a ten-year one, and a handful of people will go, and then that'll be it, forgotten about, never to be repeated. And that's not every, you know, I mean, it's not every year, every school. It might be the odd, like, flash in a pan. It's not like a regimental, every person that leaves school then has a, a reunion. That's just not the done thing. And the only reason people hang about together is if they happen to maybe live in the same neighborhood, cross each other's path, or, you know, going to work. But it's very, very rare. So this whole premise and setup is just nonsense. I think that's what makes it unbelievable because um, these could have been just mates. So therefore, they could have looked like a bunch of mates, not a like, and you know, what I mean, I know they're trying to give individual characters, but then that's where comedy fails, in my opinion. When you try too hard, you you lose the comedy elements when you're just making characters, uh, characters, not character, you know, just. Uh, going with that and everyone's like a cardboard cutter it just not doesn't uh, work but the goal is survival thing and like I said you've got this bunch of um, supposedly veterans who have signed on to run this uh, camp thing and once again there's nothing to them like there's two characters the Sarge and um... oh that's is that what we're going to no, Sergeant Marshall is the guy in charge. And there's the other guy. This is 2IC. And now the two that run the show. And then everyone else is just like backward, you know, just nothing to them whatsoever. And you're just like, that's not even. How do these people come together? Like, normally, if squaddies have a, a business idea or they want to do something, they've served in the unit together. They've, um, you know, they've, they've had, they've either been in the course or, like anyone I still talk to, they've either been in the course with, because that's usually, you know, uh, credible bond experience, been through basic together or served in the same unit. That's kind of it. Sometimes people, but when you're deployed, you're deployed by your unit, unless you're an attachment. Um, but these people have no camaraderie between them. It's just like a bunch of... So this is where the whole thing, I think, falls apart. You don't get any bonding, you know. And this is about, supposedly, male bonding and conflict. And then the ridiculous situations happen. And then that's when you start to see people pull together and come out of their shell or surprise you. But none of that happens. (sighs) So... It's a paintball on weekend. They're using paintballs. And then the guy's rifting them. Now, or dies the sergeant. Right, the, the, the second command die. He's the one. Um, he's the one that's done all the gear, you know, like a nurse off there. And overdoing it. Yeah, overdoing it instead of overacting. I'm trying to change it up a bit. You know, keep it fresh. Uh, I'm already doing more of an effort on flipping webcam than if this movie has. So they're pulled in as if they're getting, you know, as if they're raw recruits and, you know, basted. Which, once again, makes no sense. 
Because unless you're signed up for that, and everyone's kind of going, oh, I don't have a clue what it is, you're not, you're not getting into the spirit of it now. Why did they have to do it that way? We could have just been, right, lads, here's the situation, blah, 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 and like made it really showy. But he's trying to base them like they're brand new recruits and even makes them do press-ups and stuff. And it's like, man, if they're not into that, I mean, unless you've signed up for that experience, like a boot camp experience, what the hell are you doing? So once again, it makes absolutely no sense. Now, they had to give the whole spiel and that, and then seen a wee bit more of the interplay between the actual squaddies, you know, the, the cast as such. They're going to be dressed up in zombies, but that's where the idea is ridiculous. What they do is the, the squaddies play the enemy, as in the zombies, and they put a bit of makeup on, and that's the idea, and they're given uh, the players are given a paintball, and you see a wee bit of them shooting at them, and then they've got like a baton thing, like a mini cricket bat, you know, like a foam one, they're supposed to be able to hit them. Once again, it, on what planet does this even remotely work? So that's that's fine. What do you think might have happened? Like, it's set in a bunker, it's a Cold War bunker, you know, a kid who started off as yoga and zombies get released. That's not it at all. Basically what happens is, one of the actors, you know, the the squaddies comes towards him, one of them in uh, zombie costume, and it's um, Sam accidentally kills him. You know, they're trying to do it. You know, uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil sort of style, but it doesn't work. It's shit. <laughs> if you think of it, right? There's there's a classic one, uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, where. You've got the two hillbillies there, um, David Tudyk. Um, I haven't seen much of him lately. He's he's brilliant. He's a he's a hidden gem of an actor. But him and his brother, they're, they're hillbillies, and they accidentally off a bunch of college kids and every, but they don't actually directly do it. They it's a series of calamities, like one will fall on the wood chipper or fall on the axe. That's fair enough. This doesn't, like, you're not surprised. Like, when you know somebody's about to buy it, you see it coming a mile off. But in that movie, which is maybe more of a comparison, you didn't see them, you know, you didn't see a lot of stuff coming because it was just daft. And, yeah, one or two setups, but it just didn't, you know, that's why you giggled and laughed, you know, because it's it was a ridiculousness. This was just so flat. You just uh you just didn't get it. So what they do is they decide, oh, oh, we're gonna get in trouble. Um I know, let's bury the body and you know, pretend they're still about by nicking his phone and cutting his and like even about cutting his thumb off, like you saw that coming right off, like there's nothing shocking in this, as in you know, oh, didn't know they were gonna do that. You saw it all coming right off. Then they bump into more and it's that's the whole point, it's a series of events. Where a couple of teammates get killed, and then the they start to twig on, and then they go psycho to get them back. But everything is just paint by numbers, played out, and you get it. And then Gerald, uh, to bring him up a couple of times. You know, oh, 
yes, I've been on the front line. I've done this, done that. And you, you know he's a Walt. It, it's been painted out that he's a Walt. And then he's, um, blah, blah, blah. No, it wasn't Army. It was Navy. Right. And that carries on. And then it gets to the final reveal. He goes, I was in the SBS, the Special Boat Squadron. Well, first start, they're Marines. Yeah, you can say you're Navy, but what Marine ever says they're Navy? You know, what what Royal Marine would ever say, oh, I'm Navy. Like, I knew lads in the football, you know, mod 90s would scratch off the Navy part and write Marine. Like, that's that's chargeable fans, by the way, defacing and ninety and stuff. Um, but that's, you know, that's how um, adamant they are about it. Yeah, they're attached to the Navy, but they're not off the Navy. So this guy, um, and of course, when it comes to his big moment, he fails. Total Walt. You saw it coming a mile off. <clears throat> no surprises there. Sam jumps in to save the day. Eric acts like Eric. Only one guy of their party gets killed, and it was the... No, two. Sorry, my apologies, two. The one whose name I can't remember. He was like the add-on. He's a sister, you know, he's a brother-in-law of one of them. And he's like, I didn't even like these guys. So he gets off and then Al, who's another add-on outside the group. And they're trying to make him like the, the fanboy. You know, he sees this gang of the cool kids and he wants to be part of it. And these are supposed to be people in their 30s, you know, get a grip. But that's what they're playing out. And even that is just, like, doesn't work. So it meanders on and basically you get your final group. They all walk in the end. There's a oh, the the big moment was Sam finally asked Gerald to marry his daughter. That's why he hates him because he never asked properly. And even that moment was just like meh, like there's nothing here. And they all finish up. And then the last joke is, yeah, I'll marry your daughter, but it might be it might be a while because it might be doing twenty five to life. <laughs> and you're just like the end. Is this my shortest review ever? I think it possibly is. I can't be arsed through like going through any, but there's nothing to talk about. There's not even a remotely funny scene. Like even um, when I think of comedies that are terrible, I watched um, Beast of Bunny. I had fun riffing on, like that's the worst horror movie I've ever watched ever. I think ever exists, but I had fun riffing on it and was able to go on for a while. Um, Killer Sofa, same again, had fun riffing on it. <laughs> it was just terrible, god awful movie, but it was so bad, it was good, you know, and it's cheesiness. Um, god, what else? I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of one here and I've lost it. Ah, werewolves versus strippers, or strippers versus werewolves. Um, that was a bunch of bloody soap actors, and they were bad, but I was able to talk about it because at least there were some endearing scenes and a bit of fun. That's, I had no fun whatsoever. Just kind of watched it going, meh. That's the worst type of movie. The worst type of movie is when you're actually bored to tears and you're just going through the motions watching it. But unfortunately, I, I started it. You know, I'm like, well, got to watch it to review it. Um, I committed. Damn it. I suppose I'll watch the end. If this had been like another movie uh, I was just watching off the cuff, I would have been switched off. I went into the not even worth reviewing pal. So there you go, there's that. Um, I'll put the link in the description if you want to check it out anyway. Um, up to you guys.
do you disagree? Disagree? You know, if somebody who's watched this, I think it's the best thing ever. Tell me why. <laughs> I'd love to know. Maybe I'm committing wrong thing. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's it. I'm bored talking about this movie now, and there's nobody, nobody chatting to me. So these are all being quiet tonight. So I can't go on any tangents, you know. Where's my tangent people? These are letting me down. Uh, anyway, there you go. I'll I'll wrap it up there. Yeah, because I'm boring myself. Never mind you guys. But thanks for uh, thanks for watching. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't recommend this movie at all. <laughs> Not worth your time. So there you go. Um, tomorrow night I'm on Brotherhood of the Dice's channel. We're doing the final part of uh, Highway of Blood. Now that is funny. That's a role playing game and just a bunch of us idiots. And that's actually funnier than this movie because we're just having a laugh doing it. There you go. It's amazing when you just actually inject a wee bit of personality into something. <laughs> but there you go. Um, go update my channel. Do the typey clicky things. And until next time, keep it creepy. Keep it horrific.